Well, happy Tuesday, July 28th, everybody. And uh, today we're kind of looking a little bit more again, moving on with Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13. And this is a little passage about, you know, sowing the, the good seed and the bad seed that gets sown and weeds and all that stuff and ultimately kind of how it might all end up, you know. So um, kind of going through the passage here, I, I think it's just, just the very first line, though, is kind of nice and sets a really nice tone. Because it says, Jesus dismissed the crowds and went into the house. So here we are in, in, in the village, and <clears throat> he's probably out maybe in like the courtyard or something like that, and he's been talking, and he was, maybe he's even talked out, you know, after all of that, and he's kind of like, okay, whew, maybe at his house, maybe it's where he's hanging out, you know, and living there. And so he's like, okay, thanks everybody, and he says goodbye, and he goes on in. Now, maybe he's going in, it's hot, it's tough, he's cleaning off his sandals, wiping down his feet, grabbing a lemonade, and, uh, and his disciples come around him. And he probably looked up and went, okay. And uh, they say, so Jesus, explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. And now he's probably like, how long have you guys been with me? Can't you catch on? I realize a parable is a challenge. And that's what their point is. And they're supposed to force us to go beyond. But when we've been with a particular teacher, we've been with someone for a long time, we do have a sense of what they're trying to tell us. And so I don't know how Jesus thought here, but you know, here they are coming up and they're saying, okay, Lord, what are we supposed to be discovering here? Just tell us. You know, we don't want to work for it. Just tell us. And so he says, says he said in reply, he who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. So I think that's pretty clear what he starts out by saying. He's like, here I am. I'm here to make sure good things happen in the world. I'm trying to plant good things in the world to take off, and I do have adversaries all around me. Now, us who are Christians, us Catholics, and we would like to sit back always and say, oh, I'm so glad we're over on this side, you know. But maybe there's, you know, we know where we're at and how we do, and yes, we do love our Lord more than anything. And, um, but I think sometimes we, we, need, we need to be careful and never get complacent about stuff. Because each one of us truly it's not just the field of good seed or not just the field of weeds. Each one of us is truly the total field. Encompassing within us, within our total field, are seeds that have been planted throughout our lives by ourselves and that we've allowed others to plant within us. Good things and some not so good things. You know? And so Jesus here is trying to reassure us. You know, he's reassuring us that um, our desires really do matter. Do focus on those good seeds that have been planted within us and kind of see if we can get rid of those other things. So he goes on and says, the harvest is at the end of the age and the harvesters are angels. Well, the harvest. The harvest is at the end of the age. And it's so easy for us to think about, you know, when we start something, you know, it'll happen, you know, I don't know about you, but I am a little bit of a procrastinator 
so don't tell Father Dennis that. But, you know, aren't we all sometimes in some things in our lives? You know, we'll put things off. But the point is, a, a farmer begins with the end in mind. When he starts planting the seed, he's just not, okay, he's picturing every step of the way. He's picturing when they first come out as seedlings. He's picturing when the plants are halfway. He's picturing when the plants come to full maturity. And he's picturing that time when he really needs to go and harvest. And so it takes time to mature. And every one of us, as total fields, should realize that. Sometimes we get frustrated in ourselves. Why are the weeds choking out the good things? Why did I do this again? You know, take your time. It's okay. Step back pause. Good stuff is inside of you. Move ahead. You know? And it says, just as the weeds are collected and burned with fire. The weeds are collected. What's being collected here? You know, it's easy for us just to kind of picture these weeds, but that which we used for purposes other than good. That which caused us to fail. That's what's being collected. And hopefully within each one of us, every single day of our lives, can't we go through that same kind of process? Don't we go through that same kind of a process? We sit back and we start our day off by, Lord, <laughs> collect these things, take them from me. You know. Now, I love the analogy of the weeds because, first of all, um, I hate weeds. And um, my wife, Colleen, she knows this. She thinks I spend way much, probably too much time on the lawn being you know, like obsessed with weeds. And so um, I want to get rid of them. And for the life of me, I can't figure out why God like, did the order that he, he did. So here it is. You know, last couple of weeks, we've had some really, really hot weather not too long ago. And um, our grass is burning up. But how come the weeds don't burn up? You ever figured that out? Ed, do you ever think about that? Yeah. The weeds are like always there. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I was like, why? <laughs> I can't, you know, how come we can't get rid of these things? How come they can make it through the drought? How come they can make it through, you know, 89 kids running on them, playing soccer? How come the weeds can make it through, but the grass, beautiful Kentucky blue if we have it, you know, just gets beat down? I don't know. I think it's worth asking ourselves, why is it that way? And then it says, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom and all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. No, it's interesting here to say because it's not like the collecting of the weeds earlier where they collect them. And, you know, that's not easy, you know, trying to pull those things out. It's much easier to get Roundup and then they get upset with us if we use Roundup. But, um, but, you know, it doesn't really say how they're collected. It just says they will and they, the angels, will collect out of his kingdom. Whose kingdom? Well, you know what? I don't really think there's going to be a whole lot of work necessary by the angels for collection here. I think by this point, we as people will have done a pretty good job of clumping ourselves and grouping ourselves how we're going to be. You know, don't we do that? You know, whether it's here in the church on a weekend when we don't want to give way to somebody or, or welcome somebody, whether it's somebody who has no idea uh, what they're doing when they do vandalism and decide, hey, I don't like that statue, so I'm just going to grab, you know, join along that crowd and we're going to get rid of it and spray paint and, 
have a good old time being, being destructive, but they are clueless as to what they're doing. You know, we clump, we group. We're going to position ourselves. That's the bottom line. Position ourselves. Angels aren't going to have to work very hard on that one at all. And it says, they will throw them into the fiery furnace where there'll be wailing and grinding of teeth. Now, I don't know about you, but it's summer, it's hot. The idea of a fiery furnace isn't all that exciting. I don't like that at all. Um, but I'm kind of thinking about that, and it's a good analogy for that time period. But, you know, I suppose if you happen to live in Antarctica, maybe, you know, being in the ice box forever doesn't sound too exciting there. You know what that might be. But I think a thing that we can, might think about is, you know what? Really, we, we live the consequences of our actions. And so, however we're led to do that, those who will be thrown into the furnace, really, the furnace is essentially living out the consequences of whatever your actions were. And if they weren't very good, they're going to be somewhere that's apparently not all that comfortable where there will be um, what a dentist really hates, wailing and grinding of teeth. Of course, they, they hate the wailing part. Um, and the grinding of teeth, they want to put a little spacer in there so you sleep better. But I kind of think about that. And I'm thinking about, OK, is that a good analogy? Like, uh, uncomfortable and uh, uh. And I thought about, you know what? The thing about, though, is those are physical things. And within our faith relationship, it's a relationship. It's, it's not just physical me and Jesus, but it's my mind, my heart, my soul, my emotion, my very being is this relationship. And so I thought about, and I was kind of thinking about what might be something that would be really tough. And I thought, you know what? What does Jesus want more than anything from us? He wants our heart. He wants a heart that's loving, a heart that's caring. And I think one of the most painful things to ever go through is to know that you have hurt someone and you have a heartache, and that heartache just doesn't go away. So just picture, picture, oh my gosh, an eternity of just a heartache. How, I don't know, I can't explain it other than it just is painful, just, just the thought of it. Thank goodness we have a merciful God, and thank goodness we have the ability for forgiveness between ourselves. It says, then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of the Father, Whoever has ears ought to hear. So they started off by saying, help us out here, would you? We want to discover the meaning of this a little bit. And he's like, okay, I hope you listened. I tried to share it with you a little bit deeper. I'd like to um, close with a, with a story that uh, is probably very familiar to you. And um, I came upon the story. Someone ex ex uh, expressed that it was a, a Native American story, but it probably has variations all over. And it was a story of, a, of a, a young boy who goes to his grandfather. And he's been struggling with things inside of himself. We could call it good seed, bad seed. But he's struggling with things inside of himself. And he says, Grandfather, I feel like I have two wolves fighting inside of me. Which one will win? And the grandfather looks at him and he says, The one you feed. Lord, take possession of my field, my heart, my life. Allow myself to be open to that which will pull my weeds and let the grain of life prevail. Amen.